Welcome back to Master Your Ash. I'm your host, Michael Prisdale, and tonight I'm going to be smoking the Vegueros, the Entre Tiempos. So this is Vegueros, which loosely translates to tobacco farmer or farmer. The Entre Tiempos just stands for kind of the halfway point or the middle of the road. And this is a really, really pretty four and three quarter by 52, four and three quarter by 52 ring gauge Cuban cigar. It does have Cuba prominently on the band here. And then if you flip over to the other side, Pinar del Rio, which is the growing region. This actually comes from the same factory as Trinidad and just like Trinidad, the majority of its tobacco comes courtesy of Pinar del Rio, which I had the opportunity to uh, travel out to Cuba back in 2017 with my buddy Rob. Labeled the tobacco farmer because this particular cigar is deemed kind of the cigar that's the working man's cigar. It's the cigar that the person who's actually in the fields harvesting the tobacco is smoking. It's usually kind of a little bit rustic. It has some very, very prominent veins in this kind of light chocolate, milk chocolate wrapper of it, but a decent packing, solid quality smoke, and overall just a value brand in the whole entire echelon of Habanos SA Cuban cigar portfolios. So back when I first bought these, and I bought these in, this particular one isn't from the batch that I bought in Cuba. There was a batch that I bought in Cuba. I smoked through all of those. This was a secondary batch that I purchased kind of right around 2020 before I got started on YouTube. And they had gone up to about $7 a stick. They were originally when I bought them in Cuba in 2017, still around $5 a stick. Unlike a lot of Cuban cigars right now that are really high priced and very expensive, although it's very rustic looking, it's not the prettiest cigar, it's certainly not the most well aged before shipping, it's still a Cuban cigar, right? So at the end of the day, you're still getting that barnyard, that honey heather, the light kind of Cuban spice and zing. The burn has been pretty solid to remain true. Whole entire second third moved into a really, really nice kind of balance. Between the pepper notes on the retrohale, along with the creaminess that was on the palate, slight grassy components have maintained throughout. I've had the tapados before, which is the only other vigueros that I've had and to be honest, man, for five to eight dollars a stick for a Cuban nowadays, I mean, this is kind of what you're—it's kind of what you're paying for. What I would say, as far as overall, the the second third didn't really morph into a powerhouse of complexity, which I wasn't expecting. It um, wasn't the most uh, thrilling or fulfilling. Definitely a. <laughs> Definitely a huge difference between the Romeo y Julieta White Churchill that I had, and also definitely a huge difference between the Monte Cristo Edmundo, which 
you know, that EL 2016 is just smoking incredible here in 2020. The box code on this I did reference and it is a 2020 box code. So the one that I currently have has about two years of age on it. There was a comment on one of the most recent videos that they wanted to see more Cubans get thrown into the mix. So I just wanted to make sure that I'm doing the right thing by the audience. And here's another Cuban cigar, although it's one of the lower price point ones. I do have, I don't know if you can kind of see it, but Ah, let's see here. So this is one of the KDT Fonseca boxes that I've had for a really, really long time. Let's see if I can even read the box code on this. May 2008. <laughs> yeah, so. May 2008, I bought two boxes of Habanos Fonseca's in 2008 because back in 2008, those were the only Cuban cigars that I could splurge the money on at the time were the Fonseca's. And I still have some from 2008. With this cigar, you're getting two different stories. You're getting a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You're getting all of the Cuban flavors and aromas that people love about Cuban cigars. But then every so often you take a puff and you realize exactly how young the tobacco is in this cigar. And although it's Pinar del Rio, and although it's a factory that also produces Trinidad, which is one of my favorite. I mean, that's that's the box over here. <laughs> yep. And this is courtesy of my trip in 2017. And we're, we have a Vigia. Vigia. <laughs> we have a Vigia um, that we still have to smoke for the channel, but this is box stamp November 2016 right there. So, you know, this was courtesy of my, my 2017 trip to, to Cuba, to, to Graceland, so to speak, and just to experience the culture, the cigars, check everything out. Trinidad is one of my favorite Cuban brands. I think that they do it exceptionally well on almost every single one of their sticks. And when I was there in 2017, that was one of the only big brands that I could actually find with more than six, eight months worth of aging to it. So it was just, uh, it was something that I had to grab a box of. These things have doubled in price. So I think that I bought them at $12 a stick. They're currently going for between 22 and $25 now on the secondary markets and even just the regular retail shops that you can buy cigars at that are Cuban. Then we're in the final third, the peanut flavor, off the initial third has kind of morphed into more of a creamy kind of almond slash chestnut. And the pepper spices are all still there. The grassy honey notes are all still there. There's a ton of spice on it. There's decent medium body to the cigar. And it's going to be able to, as far as pairings go, fill the flavor spectrum. I would say that one of my favorite pairings with Cuban cigars has always been champagne. And I think that, you know, that's what this cigar calls for. I think that you could do well with a fine champagne pairing, maybe even not a fine champagne, but just a regular old brute champagne, some sort of California sparkling, some rosé. I think just keep it basic, keep it simple. Maybe some lower ABV whiskey or cognac cocktails that maybe mix in some bubbles or some effervescence just to kind of break up some of the drying notes off the palate. Overall, I think this is a very underserved cigar. I think that the combination of the Fonsecas, the Vigueros, some of, some of the more like cheaper, less known, less 
commonly bought Cubans out there might throw you for, you know, a loop for the amount of money that you have to spend for your Cohibas and your Trinidads and all of your name brand kind of household name. That's my review of the Entre Tiempos by Vigueros. Please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe below, and I will catch you next time for another cigar review.